Hey guys, it's Justin Hill here. Strap on your high heels and put on your pads because we're going drag racing. Ah, crap. She's bottomed out, guys. Play the music. Welcome to Stan Original RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under the Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Hill, and this is the podcast where we recap every episode of the biggest reality show in the world, the Stan Original series, RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under. Now, this week, we're going to be recapping episode seven. I cannot believe we are almost at the end of this incredible Down Under journey. But who else would I get on to recap it with me other than the one and only Electra Shock? Kiora, Electra Shock. Oh my Kiora, goodness. How are you doing? Oh gosh, you look so beautiful. You look absolutely stunning. It's a work hey, in progress. It's hey, a work look, in progress. I, I, I'm disappointed to talk to you today, but I'm also super excited to talk to you today because you are, my goodness, you have just come through this competition. I don't think anyone is ever going to forget the name Electra Shock. Do you, is that what you set oh. out to do when you when you jumped into this competition or was it more like, let's just see how it goes? I mean, I suppose we all, you know, go in there wanting to show, you know, put our best foot forward and be yeah. remembered. But um, I didn't, I didn't expect it. No, honestly, I didn't. I didn't expect to, to go through the things I went. I didn't expect to have to deal with the things that I dealt yeah. with on the show. So, um, it definitely pulled out the best and the worst out of me, but um, it, it it was life-changing. It really was. I feel like this was just, I mean, it, it, it's it, your story on this show was so great to see because we literally got to see you blossom and we got to see you, like when you go on a TV show like this, people are always like, oh, you have to be vulnerable and you have to be, you have to show mm. light and shade. And I feel like we got all of that from you. We got growth. We got anger. We got success we got talent do, do you, are you exhausted i would be exhausted it, yeah, yeah yeah we honestly and i think we all were by the end of it we were all absolutely knackered it, mm-hmm. it's a pressure cooker and I'm, i know you've heard girls for it's a pressure cooker but it truly is the best description for it because um you don't know what to expect no. as much as you can prepare and i've watched drag race forever you know yeah. i've watched every episode and every time every season you know but um you don't know what's going to happen no because Rue loves to just goop you and get you. Know, he loves to twist and pull a queen out of a trash can. You know, he just loves to mess with you. Oh, my and goodness. So think- there were so many twists and turns in this season. I was so just like, twists and turns. we could not see it coming. I was like, how are we going to predict what's about to happen next? But that's yeah. good, though, because it keeps us on our toes. Definitely. And I think it definitely brought, like you said, that growth out of me. You know, it definitely brought that out because yeah. I was constantly challenged. And it wasn't just the challenge of making a dress. It was the challenge of, you know, Make a dress, but also consider your entire taste level and who you are as a human being. <laughs> okay, so I always put myself in your shoes, in your heels, if you will. Um, was that a difficult piece or was that a difficult criticism to take on, ha- having so many people say, you know, your drag is basic or you need to fix this? Because some of the queens have told me, you know, there's a lot that we obviously don't see on the show and a lot of that was um, all the girls, all the sisters helping each other out and saying, hey, maybe do you want to borrow this? Do you want to, you know, maybe do this next mm-hmm. time? But how do you have to really put your big boy pants on and be like, I'm taking on your criticism. I'm, you know what I mean? Especially in that pressure cooker environment. You do. And I think especially in the first couple of episodes, um, it definitely was like, I was the pin cushion, you know, it was, so (laughs) it did feel like I was the only one who needed to improve and who had to grow and had to be better. And I was like, okay, cool. You know, I've, 
I think I have a I have a big history in performance. You know, I've definitely I'm aware of what I look like. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm aware of my wigs and I'm aware of the lack of outfits that I have. You know, and so, but I think I bring something different. You know, I definitely. I definitely am a, a strong performer, and that's sort of what I think got me there. I Absolutely. definitely it's what got me on the show. Um, so it it's tough. It was very very hard. I definitely had a little cry in my hotel room a couple oh. times, but um, you just have to. You have to remember what it's really about, yeah. I think. And I think what it's really about is what you take from it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? $30,000 would be <laughs> amazing. But what I got from it is priceless. Do you know what I mean? I got confidence. Mm-hmm. I got knowledge. And you're right. All of those girls did tell me one thing. You know, there was, there was something that I could pick from all of those girls that I now apply to my drag. Yeah. And it's made me better for it. So, um as much as it was like initiation by fire yes it was definitely you know i came out shining you know yeah. I, I feel good at the end is there one thing that you have walked because i mean a lot of us see and the I guess, so drag queens go through this and they come out the other side and, and we see that their makeup changes or we see that their hair changes mm. or, you know, and, but the thing is, is that I guess it's just not talked about as much as what it was with you because a yeah. lot of the girls had a lot to say about y- your looks. Is there one yeah. thing that you have picked up where you were just like, oh, that's just gold and I'm going to keep doing that when it comes to your makeup or your hair or like a tip from one of the queens that you're just like, brilliant, I'm, I'm going to fold that into my routine that I do now. Mm. I think um, it's less something to add. It's more something to take off. <laughs> you know what I mean? For me, I think it really was. But because for especially I made a lot of my drag is like secondhand, op shops, made mm-hmm. myself and things like and that. And there's nothing wrong and with that, by the way. Nothing. Gosh, nothing. no. Um, but my mistake was where you're sort of trying to make drag exuberant and massive and as big and glamorous as it needs to be you sort of try and toss everything on it right do you know what i mean so it's the sparkly just but then sparkly earrings sparkly wigs yeah. sparkly makeup sparkly lashes sparkly jewelry sparkly wrist sparkly shoes and then it looks too much yeah. and that's where my taste level came into question do you know what i mean mm-hmm. i think i actually didn't have to work as hard as i was do you know what yes, I, mean? I just okay. sort of had to trust that i'm good enough yeah. do you know what i mean that i you made it on the show on yeah yeah, yeah. And so I just sort of, that was what I had to get from Drag Race was to remember, no, I'm good enough without the sparkly shit all over me. You know what I mean? So I can put on just a little slip dress and a little wig and then I can dance my heart out and that will touch people just as much as a fabulous costume. I love that. So good. Now, today you are going to help me recap uh, this episode of uh, RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under. So we're going to go through it and I'm going to give you some, get you to give me some little stories as we go along. Um, So we start the episode with this brilliant, brilliant comment from you about Scarlett doing the splits. I was just like... It, oh, like, what did I say? Like her doing the splits? Yeah. Yeah, well, because she you gave you so much shit. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. It was like a full circle moment. And I feel like, you know, people watching this are just going to be smirking because you, it was just like, oh, she got her. She got her back. <laughs> yeah. Like a hundred percent. There is more to doing the splits, but if people scream every time I do it, I'm going to give them what they want. Do you know what I mean? One Absolutely. thing that I think is in my skill set is reading an audience. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? I've, I've really been lucky enough to perform a lot. So I can read an audience. And if they want to split, they want to split. Do it. I do it. Do you know what I mean? And I try and mix it up. I try to jump in the air a couple of times before I do it. Yeah. Recently, I've been jumping off bars. I've seen. I've seen your Insta stories. You literally, I've just literally, you've made me go (gasps) so many times because I'm like, oh my God. Like you, you literally, I don't know how your genitals are actually still there because (laughs) you've, (laughs) 
You've already origamied them into some place of your body. (laughs) And then you're doing jump splits off bars. Um, So we go on to to hear that it is um, hilariously the top four plus art, which I think is so funny, um, very controversial. Now we find out that um, obviously we've uh, focused a lot on your charisma, uniqueness, nerve, but now the focus is going to be on your talent with the talent extravaganza. Now um, Kida gets to plan the show order and we have this situation where Scarlett is not placed last as she requested. Uh, And then we find out that Kida, um, you know, shows her alliance to you, I guess, by saying that you guys had a conversation about it and that you would have liked to have gone last. I mean, something that we've seen throughout the show was, I guess, um, your personality with Scarlett clashing because I guess you're both very similar. You know, you both have a dancing background. Um, you know, you, 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 you're kind of like against like, like you, you probably seeing each other as like each other's competitor. Did you butt heads to start with, or was that something that just kind of grew as the competition went along? Yeah, I think I, I really just think rare right from the start, we just didn't click. Mm. And maybe it was because in, in terms of aesthetic, you know, we're both tall, skinny white mm-hmm. boys, you know, who do drag and she has a bit of background in dance and I'm a professional dancer as well, you know. So there was Oh my god, you're such it was a probably shady yeah, bitch. similarity. <laughs> she has um, a she has a bit of experience in dance. <laughs> well no, but sorry, if you're gonna if you're gonna come from my dance background totally. like she did, you know, I hundred percent will just fact check. Absolutely. Fact, you and you're know? like, like, girl, this is my career. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like let's just you know, and I would never, um, would have never, you know, gone in on her credits or gone in on her skill set like mm-hmm. she went on mine, but mm-hmm. she felt the opportunity and need to get a step ahead. So more power to her. <laughs> um, but just, you know, we just didn't click. Yeah. We just didn't click. And you don't click with everyone. No. And, um, and you know, it just, it just sort of happened. There's so much happening on the show. If it doesn't happen, it's probably not going to. Yeah. You know and, what I mean? Like, and it's like, not everyone can get along. I mean, what a boring TV show that would be. That'd if be everyone... terrible. Oh, it'd be horrible. If me and Scarlett had been best friends, holding yeah. hands, skipping down the runway. People would be like, boring. We want some drama. Um, yeah. Now we see Raven appear in the workroom now. Oh, she's gorgeous. Oh, yes, I saw. Oh, there was just a, the tiniest little bit of flirting from you. Um, now, I'm just wondering, did that go any further? Have you, like, slid into Raven's DMs? Or, I mean, you kiss, you got to kiss that hand. I did get to kiss that hand. I took very opportunity. Yeah, I am. Um, I'd love to, like, you know, hang out. <laughs> no, I, mean, I don't know how my boyfriend would feel about that. But, um, oh, yeah. No, she was that small detail. Gorgeous. She was gorgeous. Yeah. But um you know, she can visit. She can visit. <laughs> um she's more than welcome to slide into the DMs. I would love to also just like there's so much what I also was so attracted to with Raven is what is like her skill. Yeah. Oh. You know what I mean? She is a force to be reckoned with mm-hmm. in the industry of drag, you know. She has accomplished so much, you know, she's well on her way to becoming as successful as RuPaul has, you know, she, she does RuPaul's girl's face, Yeah, you know? exactly. That's what I exactly. keep saying. I mean, how many people get have been given that privilege in their career to yeah. paint RuPaul's face? I mean, come on. She she has to be good. Yeah. So I just think that more than anything, that's what I was so attracted to with her, you know. It was just like that that skill, Ooh. you know. And, and, and with everyone, that's what I'm normally most attracted to anyway is like if you've got some heart and you've got a bit of talent behind you, I'm like, Hey, how you doing? Mm-hmm. Is this something I can learn from you. Cool. It's yeah. it's um it's uh, I know I know exactly what you're talking about, and it's almost like an attraction to 
something that's not physical and it's not something that's tangible. Yeah. It's like, a, it's almost like an inner confidence and power that someone it's an has. energy. Yeah. It's an energy. Yeah. I totally yeah. get that. Totally get that. Now um, we do touch on, and the, I guess this, there has to be a bit of a trigger warning for people who are listening to this. We do touch on uh, a topic with Art Simone who talks about, um, you know, the criticism that she got and also um, the death threats. And then also sadly her friend taking her own life. Those conversations that happen in the workroom, are often a place of where a lot of emotions come out. Do you think it's because you're in a moment of transformation and you are probably thinking a lot about, I mean, I know that the producers are probably saying to you, hey, like talk yeah. about this. <laughs> but, <laughs> but also too, like I feel like um, is that something that you do when you sit down and you're getting ready and you're kicking with your, your sisters and stuff like that? You do have those yeah. conversations and that stuff does tend to come out because that was a very vulnerable moment from art that we've not really seen on the show at all. And it just goes to show you that there are uh, many layers to people that have all sorts of stories. Definitely. And and you're right. Me, like me and art really hadn't connected a lot until that's the last episode where we even had enough and and whether it be a butt heads that it was, you know, we, we hadn't talked, Mm. you know, we hadn't chatted. And, and I think, Art was also on her own journey, as we always, of opening up and talking about ourselves and finding how we share ourselves and how we feel confident and safe to do that. Um, I just think when we're getting into makeup, like you do at home, you know, it's you are it's a place that feels safe. Mm-hmm. For a lot of us, our drag family and our drag sisters was where we were learning, where you had to be vulnerable, where you had to do your eyeliner for the first time and do it wrong. Yeah. And someone goes, "Girl, what is that?" Yeah. You know, like it's a, it is a safe space yeah so i think the show that's why you have those moments in the mirrors on the show it's you know the 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 sob story in the mirror yeah but it's where we are being our most vulnerable it's where we are you know transforming ourselves and and to transform you have to break it down absolutely you know what i mean to become something you know you have to destroy it and and we also saw a very vulnerable moment from you and i applaud you for opening up about the challenges of you um losing your business and you know uh, life has been hard like do you know what i mean and i just (laughs) i feel like people in our industry we tend to um not want to show people that and we we tend to not want to show people that those Mm. things happen to us and when you said that about what happened to you i was like oh it's just it was just i guess a little bit of a relief to see that um you know, you were willing to share that. And I feel like a lot of us in the media industry, you know, as performers, but even everyone across the world would have seen that and been like, girl, me too. Like that it's, it's been really difficult. Um, but look at you now. I mean, you're, you're forever a Rue girl, Electra. (laughs) I mean, you are, you are forever a Rue girl. And I love saying that to drag queens because it's like, it's such an honor and it's such a privilege and it's just an incredible moment. And there's so many exciting things for you to come. It must give you butterflies when you think about that. It it really does. It is. It's like a rebirth. And I, and you're right. And like going on the show, talking about, you know, what I went through with my business and things like that. It wasn't, I didn't plan to. Yeah. I really, I really didn't plan to, because you're right. We don't, it's not something I wanted to show. It's not because it was, it's a weak point and it was a downfall in my life. And it was something that I felt that I failed at and something that I thought I let so many people down Mm. that it's something that I would love to just forget. Yeah. But you can't. No. And you 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 often don't want to show that. You've got to grow and you've got to build on it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, and it, and it was great because you're right. It did get, it allowed people to meet me and it allowed people to learn a bit more about me. And I think it's probably the reason why I have received so much love. Yeah. The, the the messages that I have gotten 
Actually, I, just, like, I was so, going to say, like, speaking oh. of people getting to know you, I did see um, a bit of a saucy photo shoot of you on a motorbike surface online. Oh, that old thing. <laughs> oh. I know, it... I've, always, I've always been about, you know, I've always been around. Yeah, she's always um, been around. She just looks slightly different. I mean, look, take nudes while you're young, kids, because, you know. There's the advice of the episode right there. Take nudes while you're young. Take that's nudes gonna be, while you're young. <laughs> that's going to be yes, on your, your you merch. <laughs> Enjoy your youth. Yeah. I just, I, um, I mean, that was that was a cool billboard as well. That was for a great cause, ending HIV. You know, it was um, spreading awareness. Yeah. We're a condom. And you, you know, looked and now amazing. we have prep, you know, so there's so, you know, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, how old was I then? I must've been 20, 21, so you just know, a couple of years ago. Now we go on to see that our, um, our runway theme this week is how's your headpiece. Now Karen gives us, uh, and then we also go on to our, our talent show. So Karen um, has this kind of like little mini meltdown where she uh, has to do a sexy character. One thing that we've talked about <laughs> I a lot. I, you guys were literally, you could just see her. She was just like, uh, 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 what am I doing? Uh. And it was like, she was having this kind of like, oh my God, I'm, I'm having to kill and bury Karen from finance and bring out this crazy new persona. But when she got out there, she had the sexy leotard on, but it literally looked like Karen from finance from the neck up. Yeah. <laughs> but I was saying to her, I was like, you are sexy. Yeah. We're all sexy. You know what I mean? In our own different, absolutely weird clown makeup way. You yeah. know, I was like, it's just finding how, Karen is sexy. She's funny and, sexy and or she's, you know, it's still sexy. Funny, sexy. I, I guarantee people find you sexy just as you are. It's just you finding the confidence in it. And that was what it was for all of us in some way. It wasn't me getting better wigs and dresses and things. It was me finding the confidence totally. in my dresses and my wigs and my things. It wasn't about art, you know, breaking down, being this perfect. Yeah. It was about her finding the confidence in herself. It was uh-huh. about key to finding the confidence in her joy. And that's what she was. And the same with her, Karen. It was just finding the confidence in every aspect of her drag and being able to show something more. Totally. Because that was it was. Karen, Karen is one of those drag queens who is so successful and is so clever and has such a fantastic brand. Mm. People are always going to be wanting more. And now Absolutely. she's just sort of opened this whole other box. It's literally like a, a file from finance in her filing cabinet that she never knew she had. <laughs> I mean, it writes itself, really. Karen <laughs> from finance. Uh, How many office scenes have we seen? You know, it's gorgeous. Oh, I, I dropped those papers. Let me just pick those up. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Uh, now we go on and we see that we've got um, uh, Art putting a, a meat pie in her mouth and a lamington in her mouth. Hilarious. Very typically Art. I mean, you don't even – it's it's impossible to describe what she was actually doing, but then you kind of watch it and you go, well, yeah, that's Art. I mean, it's, it's – that was yeah. her thing. Yeah, um, it's like a skit. Yeah, we've got Keita doing quick change magic, uh, Scarlett doing pole dancing, finishing in a split, I noticed. Really? Yes. And then you with your uh, your beautiful dance. Now, that was just something uh, stunning to see, and I feel like anyone who has a background in that understands the emotion that goes into a performance like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like you must have just been empty like your 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 fuel levels just must have been on empty at the end of that performance because it like you gave it your everything right yeah I, I really did and i it was um that dance when i first choreographed it was um was meant to be my sob story yeah do you know what i mean it was it was meant to be my oh let me okay if i'm gonna talk about it i'm gonna and I'll, I'll dance about it. you know yeah. like i've never done i haven't danced for a while it's you know something that's been a bit triggering for me i was like yeah. okay fine i'm gonna dance my you know yeah. um 
but it sort of became something else by where it ended up in the competition being so late it sort of i'd changed so much yeah i'd grown so much and my opinion around all of it had changed so it really did become a release mm-hmm. you know i just sort of i left everything on the floor mm. and i and there was mistakes my wig was shit my dress was basic i you know my wig got caught on the floor i stumbled in a turn i know all these things but I got so much from it. Yeah. I danced in front of the world. Exactly. That's something I would never thought I'd do again. Do you know what I mean? And to sort of, to have that sort of just like kick up the butt, like just get out there, James, and trust yourself, yeah. you stupid bitch. You know, <laughs> it, it, it was. It was initiation by fire, but I'm, I'm so, so thankful for it. We see uh, Karen in her poodle outfit. Um, we have Art with her mechanical butterflies. Um, Kida in her light-up robo look, which was just epic. Um, Scarlett has, um, I think, the first ever headpiece that doubled as a jacket because when she comes out, <laughs> she kind of, like, parts oh, yeah, her headpiece. Like, uh, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't think that's ever been done on Drag Race before. Yeah. And then you, girlfriend, you rock out this swing set look. And I was <laughs> like where the f- has she been hiding this because that was a brilliant outfit it was brilliant i really wanted to like um it sort of was so fitting and you know because we we get told the runways in advance and yeah. we sort of know what challenges we might have but we don't know how they'll go together and this look was inspired by all of like my fantastic female dance, dance icons that i've had over the years you know right like the Moulin Rouge and Nicole Kidman coming down on the swing and, and like Veronica Beattie, who was one of the first teachers to teach me jazz and Fosse and my best friend, Rebecca, who is like this amazing classical jazz dancer. And I just, I wanted to pay tribute to all those women in my life. Mm-hmm. And um, it was just so fitting that it came after I'd done the dance as well. You know, it just, it just, and I, this, this headpiece was one of the last things I made. That's made out of my wardrobe. That's what? the wooden like T-bar. Yeah, I cut my wardrobe. You took your out. wardrobe to pieces to make I it. Cut my wardrobe. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. It's heavy. It's wet of wood, and and it. I just didn't. It was sort of like, well, like how do you? Everything has to be elevated. Yeah, totally. You know what I mean, it's not enough to just stick a feather head because I could have just come out as a showgirl with little you know ostrich feathers and cute, but like it's drag race. Absolutely. How I do feel you like make Gigi that drag? Good how do you make like shaking? Drag? You know, I feel like that's something that Gigi would do. She'd just be like, oh, she's probably watching it, going, oh, brilliant! I'm gonna, I'm gonna start doing, you know, like some kind of like props coming off my head that I can sit on. It yeah. was just, it was so good. Thank you. I just, I just wanted to as well, like it sort of expanded the scene around me. It sort of put me in a place you know yeah. i was on stage i'm coming down from the sky it was yeah. just sort of, yeah it was a really powerful look so me. so good now we'll obviously get that question on the runway of who the girls think should go home and you did touch on it before with all of the girls saying you um yeah. i do feel like in a situation like that sometimes it's it's a little bit of a herd mentality where as soon as like one or two people start to say one person perhaps some of the other girls yeah. are like oh, i don't want to say anyone else because i don't want to be out of the clique or i don't want to be like seen as yeah. like do you know what i mean like and and they're like well Definitely. um if, if i'm I'm probably going to be here I, next week. I don't want to have to have a showdown with someone because I said their name. Whereas you were probably someone where they could safely just go, eh, everyone's jumping on her. So I'm just going to say her name as well. Is that how it felt yeah. to you? I mean, I think everyone had been quite comfortable with me being the stress ball for them throughout the competition. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So it was, it wasn't a surprise. Yeah, just throw a, a bit more on her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I literally was like, okay, cool. Like, that's fine. Like it, it, it didn't matter. Um, and you're right, maybe it was a little bit of herd mentality, but I think we all had worked very, very hard. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's so like, what do you pick and choose? And if the easiest option is to be like, well, she doesn't have the wigs and the makeup and the dresses, mm. 
then fine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I don't. No, you know, I, I didn't. And it, and and that's true, and that's valid, and you know what but it is. Do you know you what? Know, I, it is what it is. I, I know that. It. I look at it and I go, the, "We saw so much growth from you, and uh, but I feel like you are almost." the best place queen coming out of this competition because you have the most space to grow. People are going to look at you and they're going to be like, I loved your journey on the show. And, and I loved that kind of growth. And then as the years go by, people are going to be like, Oh my God, it's just brilliant. It keeps getting better and better and better. You don't want to ever get to a point where you stall and you go, well, this is my drag. Now I get on and I do the same thing all the time. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, I, I do. I def- I've definitely been put into a really, really good place. And um, and I learned lots from the show as well and from the other girls and from the judges. So, like, I've really been – it was like a workshop, you know? It was, like, therapy for me personally and then, like, this huge masterclass in drag. Hey. So I, I definitely feel like – you're right, I can go anywhere. Yeah. It's in terms of, like, you know, what I'm going to do next and things like that. I've just left my options open. Yeah. I don't know whether I'm going to become a singer. I probably want to do yeah. some, like, dance workshops. Uh. There's, the world is my oyster now, thanks Absolutely. to Drag Race. Absolutely. It's, and I am very it's so, so exciting. Um, we get a little message from the Veronicas, and then Keita has some lovely stuff to say about you, sim- along those vein, along that vein of, you know, kind of like your growth and stuff like that. And then um, the Veronicas give you the advice of a well-placed slut drop, always always good in a lip sync, which is fantastic. Um, we've, we yep. hear that uh, Scarlett is our winner of this week, and yourself and Keita are in the bottom two, and you guys lip sync to the iconic song, untouched by the veronicas was that just like a do you know what i love about this is particularly the australian version is that there are songs that you wouldn't even have to really practice the words you're like i can just go there it'll just come to me 100 percent. you know yeah i remember we were also like because it's a fast song the words it's so fast yeah when we got it we were all like oh that second verse that second Mm. verse and i was like this was me in the back of my car with the rain against the thing and i was like you know yeah, it's like that, it was all our emo teen life yeah <laughs> um and it was fun i was actually really um you, know, you never wanted lip sync and be the bottom but i had so much fun lip syncing mm. on the show and i got some good songs yeah like, i had great songs to lip sync to this season and look the last thing i wanted to say to you before we finish up is that you almost had me when you said suck i was like you bitch i thought you were walking off the set i thought you were doing a ginny lemon i was like you mole i literally screamed at the television i was like you bitch i'm like i, I was, I was no, like i was like and then you're like psych i was like oh and then i'm like sing it was just so i couldn't deny you of one more electroshock lip sync it was just so good and i absolutely love seeing you on this show you did such a brilliant job and i think um you should be so proud of yourself and i cannot wait to see what comes from you next because there are big things you're going to shock the world with electroshock uh congratulations and thank you so so much for joining me today Thank you. It's been wonderful talking to you. Welcome to the part of the podcast where we are completely unqualified to hand out any awards or anything to do with makeup or the looks of the queens. But I tell you what, a lot of us do sit at home each week on our couches watching this show thinking, oh, I would have done that different or I would have painted a face like this. But I tell you what, we are completely unqualified, but that is not going to stop us from handing out an award every week to the best makeup, otherwise known as the Beat of the Week. Let's get into it. Beat of the Week. Now, listen, I could not do this podcast this week without giving the Beat of the Week award to Raven. I mean, when she stepped onto the workroom floor, 
just the, all of the air went out of it. Her makeup is absolutely flawless. I found myself continually looking at the different parts of her face, the way that she does her lips, the color of her eye makeup, the shapes that she draws on her face to just give it that swept back kind of look. It was absolutely amazing. And I feel like Raven's makeup was incredible to start with, but somehow over the years, it's just gotten better and better and better. And I tell you what, that is the reason why Raven is the person that does RuPaul's makeup because every week we see RuPaul, she looks absolutely flawless. So Raven, congratulations. You are this week's Beat of the Week. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yes, this is my favorite part of the podcast. Other than talking to the queens, of course, every week we get some wisdom from Mama Ru and share it with each other because... Who else's word are we going to live by other than Mama Roo? She's the wisest person that we know. So this week's word of Roo is first learn the rules, then break them. And I tell you what, that is dragged down to a T. Know what you're doing and then break all the rules and do what you want. I love it. Well, that is it for another episode. Thank you so much for joining me. And a big thank you to Electra Shock for helping me recap this week's episode. I cannot believe we are only one episode away from finding out who will be the very first ever Down Under Drag Race superstar. This is so, so exciting. Now, don't forget, you can subscribe to the podcast and also follow me on social media at just underscore heel. And I want you to DM me who you think is going to win. Now that we've got our final queens, who is going to take out the crown? This is so exciting exciting. We're going to be here same time, same place next week. Do not miss it. And also don't forget, you can catch a new episode of the Stan original series, RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under, only on Stan. Stan.